G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Luke Howarth, the federal member for Petrie. He's a part of the LMP and has a uh, strong faith, part of a Baptist church. Looking forward to hearing a bit of his story. Welcome to the program, mate. How are you? Matt, I'm really well. Uh, Thanks for having me on the program and hi to your listeners. G'day, mate. It's great to chat. Now, I bumped into you at uh, some markets at Castledine, north of Brisbane, recently, and um, I said, I think I've heard about you. You've got a, a bit of a testimony. I'd love to hear your story. Um, so uh, let's uh, see if we can find out a bit of your background. Where, where were you born and raised, mate? But I was raised in Bracken Ridge on the north side of Brisbane, which is in my federal seat of Peachtree, but b- born at the Royal Brisbane Women's Hospital back mm-hmm. in 1972, June 6th on Queensland Day, 1972. So <laughs> pretty well uh, grown up on the north side of Brisbane and uh, lived in this area most of my life, yeah. Fantastic. And did you have a, a religious upbringing at all? Uh, not uh, a little bit. I went to Catholic school. So I went to St. Flanders at Zilmere, which is a Catholic school from grade one to grade six, and then on a St. Patrick's. But when I was in my early teens... My parents started att- attending a Church of Christ at Vilmia, and that's where I was sort of introduced to the gospel uh, and so forth. But for whatever reason, my parents sort of went away from attending that church, and then when I was about 19, I started going back to a Baptist church. And was there a uh, dramatic conversion experience, or was it kind of a gradual thing? There was a bit of, a, uh, I guess, a, an immediate Oh, great. It's good to be back experience because I'd always had a strong head knowledge of uh, my faith in Christ and, and as a Christian, but I guess it became a bit more of a heart knowledge when I was, when I was about 19. And tell us about your uh, early career. What did you do after uh, school and uh, study? Well, like a lot of uh, young men and women that are leaving year 12, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do, so... I went and did a six-month food and liquor course at TAFE, and then I went into uh, a full-time job working at a place called Toomble Music in Brisbane for a guy called Barry Ball. I got a lot of good sales experience there. Then I went and did a diploma of business, and then I was in and out of retail and then wholesale. I worked for Sony Australia before going into my own family business, a pest control business for about 10 years that, that, that my father had owned, and I bought half of it, half of it off him after he had a stroke. And then, uh, and then into politics in 2013. So, what made the uh, the switch from small business to politics? I'd always had a, a strong interest in it because my parents, when I was young, um, were supporters of Sir Joe when he was the premier in Queensland, and they were supporting a National Party candidate in Ashley, I think, 
back in uh, back when I was about fourteen and thought, well, they, I saw them letterbox dropping for this candidate, and I said, well, why are you doing this, mum and dad? And they said, well, we think this man's a good man. He's got good values and he's good for Queensland and everything else. And that just stuck in my mind. Uh, and I always thought one day I'd, I'd either uh, get into politics or join the military because I, I always had a fond upbringing and was taught that the military was a good thing too, but I ended up going into politics. And tell us uh, about uh, your success. How did you get voted in? What, what, was the, what was it like in that moment? Yeah, it was 2013. I ran for the federal seat of Petrie, and there's a lot that goes into being a political candidate and running, uh, campaigning for over 12 months without pay and so forth and in a federal seat it's very big much bigger than a state seat or a council seat so there's a lot that goes into it but it was exciting it wasn't an immediate excitement but because I have a very marginal seat I was ahead on election night in September 2013 but it took a couple of weeks to declare so I think um, out of 100,000 votes I won by about 872 in 2013 so yeah, it was exciting, but uh, it wasn't an immediate gratification because I had to wait to see who'd won. And what's it like being a, a Christian in politics? Does your faith inform uh, a lot of your, your values in that area? Look, I, because I have a strong faith, I mean, I'm rock solid in what I believe, and in some ways it makes it easy for me because I've got that strong uh, foundation there which I can rely on and firm beliefs and everything else, but... Uh, I do just generally as a, as a believer try to do the right thing by all people by the people in my electorate mm. the way I treat people on a day to day basis is um, you know I'm okay you're okay it's, a, it's it, trying to make sure that I treat people well and encourage people so I try to be positive in politics of course but there is a lot of negativity there's also a lot of lies that are told unfortunately so particularly in the lead up to elections and things so as someone that tries to be naturally positive but and uh, it can be difficult at times but it, it's certainly a benefit in all aspects of my life whether it's as a politician or what I was doing previously having a strong faith and foundation there in Christ. Are there many other Christians in politics that you get to uh, spend time with and encourage you each other? There's a few. Uh, there's a few. There is. Um, you tend to, when you're in Parliament, I guess we're down there about 20 weeks a year, so you tend to mingle more with your own side. But there is a there is a group of us that meet backbenchers and a few ministers uh, that we meet on a Tuesday night, and we'll just share and encourage one another, and then pray and so forth. So that that is good. Uh, there's also another gentleman in parliament who goes around and just uh, through not not in a paid position or anything like that he's a bit like a chaplain who'll go around and just chat to members uh in both the house of representatives and the senate and just encourage people and, and chat so yeah there's a lot of support there i feel uh if, if needed for sure mm, that's wonderful i've been involved with the national day of prayer and fasting in canberra for many years and um, got to meet uh, some great people like uh, you know Gordon, Matt, and Johnson, and yeah, well, uh, Gordon's the man I was referring to. That's yeah. I thought that might have been him. He's a, he's a good he's guy, a good isn't guy, he? Gordon, real good guy. <laughs> he gets around and just chats and prays with people, and you know other people like Warwick Marsh, and of course uh, you know Lyle Shelton, uh, yeah. who formerly of the Christian Lobby. It's amazing to and see Jock Cameron. I don't know if you know Jock, but yeah, Jock, Jock as well. Yeah, guy too. Yeah, mm -hmm. 
So good to see uh, these Christians, uh, you know, getting around and uh, connecting with politicians because it's a it's a pretty stressful job. T- tell us a little bit about uh, you know y- your lifestyle choices you've had to make because traveling away so much uh, can put a lot of stress on the family. And um, uh, what's how do you balance you know work life uh, work and life balance in your uh, your situation? Look, you've got to make time for family, and you've got to have a day off. That's what I've worked out because, I mean, my wife Louise is very understanding, but she's also quite busy herself. We have three sons that are 16, 14 and 12. Uh, And so I'm away 20 weeks a year in Canberra. She's at home. She's also sort of running the family business now as well. So there's a lot of pressure on her as well. We've got a dog and everything else that needs to be walked. So, (laughs) But um, it is a busy lifestyle. And for someone like myself in a federal seat... When I'm at home, I actually sort of tend to even work harder because you're out seeing people in the community, you're having mobile offices, you're listening, people want to have appointments to see you, you're visiting schools, retirement villages, whatever it may be, local businesses. So it is very busy. You can pretty well work seven days a week, 18 hours a day if you want to. So you've got to make time to for yourself and for your family and uh, make sure you use your time wisely. It's great to have uh, a man of faith like yourself standing up and saying something, doing something about what he believes. So let's let's talk about some of these hot topics that uh, are, are quite uh, you know important for us to get our head around. So obviously the the same sex marriage vote was a big thing for our nation. Yeah. Uh, tell us about uh, your involvement uh, in the the campaign before and after the vote. Well. The same-sex marriage vote was a uh, an issue that kept coming up. It came up at the 2013 election. The previous parliament had already voted on it several times. In, in, in fact, the previous Labor member in my seat voted no at the time when they had a, a vote under Julia Gillard, uh, but then it was defeated. But obviously, it was something that just kept popping up, popping up, popping up every election. Uh, and at the 2016 election... Uh, the government made a commitment to hold a a plebiscite. Uh, it was going to be a national vote. Uh, in the end, the Labor Party and crossbenchers didn't want that to happen. That was defeated, but we had a postal plebiscite. And for many people, like, for, for some people that I guess were no supporters, they thought, well, it's going to have to be dealt with one way or the other. Um, we may as well just do it. Um, and have the plebiscite and let the Australian people decide what is it that they want. And uh, and ultimately the postal plebiscite was held. Um, I, I had a clearly stated position before the 2013 and 2016 election that I believe marriage was between a man and a woman, so I voted no in the plebiscite, but 61% of my electorate then voted yes. And so a lot of the country voted yes but a lot of the country areas in particular voted no uh, and so uh, in the end when it came to a vote in parliament there was um, you know for someone like myself I had to make the decision well I voted no in the plebiscite but I also had to will honour the will of the Australian people um, so do you go in and vote no do you vote yes or do you abstain um, so it was a definitely a a tricky and challenging position. Uh, In the end um, there was a few, there was four people that voted no so there was no yes vote recorded so ultimately it's the law of the land now but 
yeah, that, that, was a, that was a big issue at the time. Yeah, well, it's certainly been, um, you know, uh, heartbreaking to, to see that, the, that we finally lost uh, that vote because mm. I know that um, uh, there was so many attempts to get that law through and uh, finally, uh, you know, that they uh, kept lobbying and lobbying and lobbying and uh, there was certainly, uh, they certainly had the secular media on their side uh, whenever you turn on the TV or listen to the radio anywhere. It wasn't just the secular media, it was, it was yeah, all, all, all the media pretty well as well as... Um you know, sporting clubs, yep. NRL to AFL to, mm. uh, to to singers to just about uh, to big companies like Qantas, Virgin, mm. Banks. You know, it was it was a very very favoured in one direction, but um, ultimately the Australian people did vote yes, and um, and and now it's become the law of the land. Mm. Do you think there's going to be further religious freedoms taken away? Uh, there's been lots of discussion about, you know, the, uh, you know, the the baker in America that wouldn't bake a cake for the the gay couple because it was against his beliefs, and mm. there's now a lot of talk about that in Australia. Do you think it's it's going to be uh, getting worse for for Christians and their, their freedom here in Australia? Look, I mean, if you look biblically, it actually says that Christians will be persecuted over time, doesn't it? I mean, we're very blessed in Australia. There's countries in in Africa and the Middle East where you. You're basically murdered for being a Christian. In, in Australia, we have a lot more freedoms and freedom of speech, and it's something that I want to maintain. Obviously, the Ruddick review at the moment is, um, you know, it's just handed in its report in relation to religious freedoms, and I'll be interesting to see uh, what is said in that when the government releases that document. I know that uh, the cabinet has that at the moment and haven't released it to um, to anyone, but. It is something that is important in our democracy to be able to have freedom of speech and to be able to have freedom of worship and freedom of faith, you know. Um, I mean, for many Christians, I think, a lot of Christians aren't judgmental. A lot of Christians, uh, you know, they're, they're not uh, bigots or, or um, uh, don't judge other people, but they have their strong faith. So they might have had a view that marriage was between a man and a woman and voted no and it's now the law of the land that yes uh, same-sex couples can get married but that doesn't necessarily mean that a christian uh, business owner that's baking a cake won't necessarily not sell it to that couple you know they might not agree with it but they might not necessarily sell it um or, or object to selling it but certainly some of the examples thrown around can be used in that regard but i think in i think in general what's important is that we have freedom of religion we have freedom of faith we should be able to speak our mind and and uh we definitely need those freedoms so i'll, I'll be interested to see what comes out of it all mm, absolutely certainly interesting times we're living in mm. and uh mate one of the most important questions i like to ask politicians is uh how can we pray for you uh, like we talked about before, you're always on the road, you're always busy, you've got lots of pressure. Um, what, what are some uh, some prayer points that we can put out to the listeners to pray for you and for the leaders of our nation? Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, look, prayers are important, and uh, I guess you can pray that... I'm In politics, it's easy to take a lot of things onto your own shoulders, and I think one of the advantages of being a Christian is to go, well, look, there's a lot happening. I'm doing everything I can to do the right thing, but I can't control everything that's, that's happening. And you've got to hand that over to the Lord and say, well, you know, 
you deal with that. <laughs> I'm here to be used, but I've got to hand that over to you. And so prayer is important. And uh, I, I appreciate any prayer that um, I continue to do my best. I've got a good work ethic. Uh, but just that I'm that I make wise decisions, uh, and in the lead up to the next election in the next twelve months, that myself and others um, continue to make good decisions. There will be some big debates around as well in the future. I know that the uh, the LDP senator has put up a bill in relation to youth in Asia, which will be an important discussion as well. I know mean, the um, state parliamentarians in Queensland are about to debate an abortion bill. At the moment, it's illegal in Queensland. That the, there's a bill that's being put up by the state Labor government there. So there, you can always pray for politicians mm. that, um, that those of faith just continue to stay strong in the faith and do their very best and hand over to the Lord uh, what they need to. One more uh, quick uh, question before we wrap up too. I, uh, I'm good mates with Watto from uh, uh, the uh, Men's yeah, Shed, shed Movement. Yeah, Shed no, Happens. No, Watto. Yeah, good fella. And he was telling me that uh, you rocked up at his truck yard one day with uh, the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull and Peter Dutton yes. uh, for uh, an announcement about, uh, you know, some, some road developments. Yes. But, but what I was able to talk about Shed Night with the Prime Minister for about an hour. How did that go? It was good because, you know, Watto, he's very <laughs> passionate and he's a strong supporter of men and supporting men and he's, he started this movement, Shed Happens. He's got a strong faith. He's a good man. And, uh, and that was a real opportunity for him just to talk to the Prime Minister and uh, tell him what he does and share his faith with him and so forth. So, yeah, that wasn't that long ago. It was only a few months ago when we were announcing some funding for on and off ramps at Marumba Downs and Griffin on the Bruce Highway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we spent um, a good hour or so there with Watto. So um, the Lord's certainly using him in the work that he does locally as well. Isn't that great? I just love those, uh, those God connections that come up. Mm. Uh, so good. All right, well, we've been chatting with Luke Howarth, the federal member for Petrie, part of the LNP. Uh, I reckon you're a history maker, mate. Thanks for joining us. God bless. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.